This is Unclaimed Bands, show 132. Hey, listeners, this is Sean from Unclaimed Bands, and uh, tonight we're coming from Connie's Rick Rack in Woo-hoo! South Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, with Love me right joint. now is uh, Katie Barbado. Welcome. Oh. Hi, guys. Thanks so much for having me. How you doing? I'm excellent. How are you? I'm doing Peachy. all right. <laughs> I must take pause to say that joining me on the mic next to me is Fritz. And I'm back. I'm sorry, everybody, but he's back. Yes. <laughs> so. Before we get totally into everything with all the questions, the Q&A and everything else like that, why don't we give people a taste of your music? All right. Uh, what, what are we going to let them hear? Um, I recorded this song, Revolution, down in Nashville this past year, and so uh, you can let it rip. All right. This is Revolution. All right, that was Revolution Whoa, that's by great. Katie Barbato. <laughs> Unbelievable. Katie, wow. Uh, tell us a little bit about that song. Um, it was a song um, I wrote. I was a social worker for many years here in Philadelphia, and I worked in Kensington and in North Philly um, with the homeless population. And 
I just wanted to write a song to kind of bring some social justice into, uh, onto the radio and uh, kind of rally everyone together to help others. So it's like my social justice song. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cool. That's right. Cool. People raising awareness. Yes. Okay. To, to what's happening here in homeless, which is a very serious situation. Yes. Especially okay. here in Philadelphia. Oh, yes. Yeah. Un- very unbelievable. Big, very, very unbelievable. Uh, well, that's cool that you're doing something like that. I yeah. mean, is that something you, you obviously being a social worker beforehand mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, now, uh, well, you can say you probably weren't in the social working business for uh, the money. Okay. No, just for the, <laughs> yes. I'm like, social worker close. and a musician. I was like, maybe something will turn up. Yeah, you need a lottery ticket or <laughs> something. Even a scratch off one for five bucks. Yes. Uh, don't knock it. <laughs> both, both professions, while, while um, I think, obviously require uh, a degree of passion mm-hmm. uh, to, to, to work with them, um, they, they don't say necessarily generate the most revenue. No, um, and, I, and at the same time, it's like, like helping other people and writing music, like I, I would just do it for free. So it's like, I know that sounds kind of crazy, but I just love both of those things so much. So I'll just keep on rocking and keep on helping That's people. That's cool. Well, help the people right. for free, but for the music, pay yes. her people. Yeah. Pay her <laughs> heavily. Heavily. Don't steal for it. Sure. Pay for it. That's right. Okay? That way don't, she continues to continue the great works that she's doing. No. Because social <laughs> worker didn't work out. She had it wrong. So, I mean, obviously in the path to being a, uh, being a um, uh, career-wise and to be a musician, I mean, when did that, when did you start? How did you start? Um, I started very young uh, in my, in my bedroom. I used to have uh, two tape players and I would take some of my favorite tapes and I would record my voice over um, the Bengals singing or Natalie Merchant singing and I'd overdub it and overdub it until it was, it was just me overdubbed like 10 times and yeah. then I would lip sync along with it in the mirror so I started doing that when I was um, very little and I sang in chorus in high school um, but it wasn't until the end of high school that I started playing guitar my brother t- taught me a few chords on the guitar he's a musician too out of LA and um, I started playing guitar and writing songs it was like end of high school beginning of college Okay, oh, and then great. you're just taking off from there. Do you play anything else besides guitar? I play a little piano, a little ukulele, and a little banjo. Okay. So guitar's little, my little, main instrument. <laughs> little, little, little. A little well-rounded. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um, for, for your songs, obviously, we, you know, with Revolution, we know where you got the inspiration for that. But where do you, where do you draw your inspiration for your music and for your songs? Um, I mean, it's just from, I'm, you know, I, just, just simply riding on the bus and observing other people in the city and... I'm kind of like an empath by nature, so it's just like I absorb a lot of feelings from other people, and and I like to think that I'm kind of in touch with how I'm feeling about things going on in my life, so it's really just from, like, total emotional, like, clear, sentient feeling that I have that I write my songs from. So you, so. Ri- so you put yourself in other people's shoes, right, yes. from their perspective. Mm-hmm. Oh, That's cool. I don't think, yeah, I don't, nice. I, I mean, a lot of artists, I think, uh, write about their own experiences, mm-hmm. which totally validated or whatever, but to be able to write from someone else's point of view, uh, I think... Sometimes uh, it can be it can come out very forced, mm-hmm. uh, especially if there's a cause. I, I remember we were talking with someone about after 9-11, you know, the plethora of songs that came out mm-hmm. that, you know, and people obviously were pouring from their heart. But I, I think there was also a dimension into it that was let's get it out. Let's make it a commercial hit so we can make money for something. Right. But it was it was, you know, very forced. And I don't think that they really thought about it from, you know, your point of view is one thing, but. You know, from no, someone else's point of view, and push it out as quick as well, possible. Yeah, yeah. So, but well, that takes it more. I don't, but I, I don't. Th- and what I'm saying is that I don't think that those people who wrote those songs normally write from that point of view, writing from someone right, else's point of view. So I think so it, it feels was, like a little manufa- manufactured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and a, a little un- uneasy. It, you know, like like if if. Uh, I mean, jokingly, one time Robert Palmer said, "Yeah, my next record's going to be a heavy metal album," yeah. and you're like, you know, 
oh, thank God that didn't happen. It might be funny for the first like couple, you know, minutes of the first song, but you know, it would just not be within his comfort zone. Nah, so, not even close. Um, that's what I mean by that. So uh, you've also um, you also had a song uh, on uh, on um, for a movie track titled Sugar, and yes. the same title as the uh, as the movie itself. How did you uh, how did you get hooked up with that? How did that all come about? Um, well, my husband and I both uh, Matt Teacher, who's in in um, our band Dirty Holiday, and also runs Sign Studios out of Philadelphia. We both went to Berkeley College of Music in Boston, and I uh, just happened one night at the Tin Angel. We were playing a show, and there's a beautiful sound woman running sound, Rachel Alina. She works out of a studio up in uh, New York, but she just she's from Philly, and she had come back and was running sound at the Tin Angel. And she heard us play, and Matt and her remembered having class together, and. Uh, um, she's like, oh, we're working on this. We need a, a track for this movie. Uh, you guys want to? I think you'd be guys would be great to write a song for it. So we got little pieces from the director on what the movie was about, and we wrote and rewrote the song for about six months, and finally they accepted it. So oh, oh that's <laughs> cool. Yes, yeah, so Matt, Matt Teacher and I wrote the song. My husband and I wrote the song together for the film. Oh, now great. you mentioned uh, obviously besides your solo work, uh, which we'll get to, yeah. you're also in a band called The Dirty Holidays. Yes, right? Dirty Holiday. Dirty Holiday. Dirty yes. Holiday, not holidays. I didn't say that. <laughs> I like. I don't know if I've got a dirty holiday. I want it to be dirty holidays, yeah. multiple ones. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you're good with that. Yeah, but I, I just don't want it to be like Christmas once a year. Yeah. So my my, my thing. It's my wish for dirty holidays. Well, no, you're All true. Right. How much? Yeah, you don't know. Okay. <laughs> dirty Hanukkahs. Thank well, you. Dirty. See, but even at that, you get eight, you get eight days. So yeah, yeah eight you get days the plural. Of dirtiness. <sighs> yeah. I'm good with that. Yeah, this is a, <laughs> like okay, a bad dirty Fourth of July. There we go. We both shit out. Dirty Hanukkah. Oh my God! So, uh, excuse us on our tangent Sorry. there, but uh, so tell us a little bit about uh, working in that band. Um, it we're we're very new. We've only played about like four or five shows together. We've been working out of Science Studios. So, um, my friend George, he had been coming. We played. We have uh, some salons at Science Studios where we'd have some songwriters, especially some of my touring friends, would come through, and I'd book them in and have little like kind of private house concerts there. And mm -hmm. it's BYOB, and uh, George lived around the corner from the studio, and so he kept coming to the studio to hang out. He had just moved here from Vienna, Austria. So, um, and he's like, I'm a drummer, I'm a drummer. And I was like, cool. And so then I was like, oh, we should start a band. And then we grabbed our friend Davide Bordelato from, uh, he's from Italy. He moved here a few years ago, and he plays lap steel. So we've got two wonderful Europeans in the band. Oh, sounds great. And uh, Matt Teacher, and then Mike Lawson, who's also the co-owner of Sign Studios, plays keys. He's not here tonight with us, but um, he... Uh, we started the band together, and we've been just working on some, bringing some of my songs, and we're going to be writing some songs together, and it's just... Well, I was going to ask about that. Do you find yourself putting on a, a different kind of hat or mental state when you're writing songs with the band as opposed to your so you know your, your solo stuff? Yeah, I, I kind of have this, like, I, I think this, the reason why I've kind of stayed, like, where, where I... Not the level that I'm at, like, as far as, like, playing shows and everything, but I kind of straddle... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I straddle the folk and the rock world, <laughs> so like I have these songs that are yeah, I have these songs that are kind of folky that I you know I play like out acoustic by myself and uh -huh. like do some songs with Obi that are a little more rocking, and then I also have um, the band too that we you know we're kind of developing our sound, but it's I do write songs for that band specifically too, so it's just kind of getting your hands in as many things as you can. So you're doing a whole Sybil thing here, yes. where different personalities, different parts yes. of the band, but you're still consistent. Great music. That's what I said. Okay. You say it like a bad thing. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It's just oh, getting into the cross. You know what I mean? Yep. It's multifaceted here. I see that. Mm. All right. Um, 
You know, speaking of uh, new music and, and stuff like that, solo-wise, uh, what are you working on? When can we expect new music? I believe you're working on some stuff out of Nashville with Obi. Yes, uh, we went down to Blackbird Studios um, this last year, and we, we did um, four songs we cut with um, session musicians down there. Um, the drummer used to play with Neil Young, and it was, it was pretty amazing session musicians down there. Um, getting to play with them was a wonderful experience. It was like a really a dream being down there. Um, Blackbird Studios is so beautiful, and Obi O'Brien is an amazing producer and engineer. And yeah, real good guy. It's, yes. it's an honor to work with him, and um, and he also built um, the recording studio, Sign Studios, too. And he works out of there a lot with like bands like Soraya and Cole Redding, and um, this new girl Hannah J, who's amazing. So it's kind of like part of the family of um, bands that have come out of Sign Studios, but. Um, so yeah, we went down, we recorded uh, four songs, and we're working on writing some songs, um, and we're going to be getting back in the studio in December to finish up the album. Do you album. plan to go back down there to finish them? Um, yes, yes. Okay, oh, cool. 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 So, and maybe maybe when might it come out? Um, Probably this next year. Like, All right. Yeah. All right, so we got to wait. Posted. Just a little bit longer. Yeah. Okay. Did, did we get early release cuts <laughs> yeah. before? Yeah. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I think that Obi has a little, has somebody else said he has to work, he gets called out to work with a lot more. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wonder get, who get, that could be. Gets so. a little busy. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, he gets a little busy, mm -hmm. so. Mm -hmm. A little busy. <laughs> um, we'll tell you what, why don't we uh, take a pause, give everybody a, uh, another song to listen to. Uh, this is one of the tracks, um, Drive Faster, that we recorded down at Blackbird Studios in Nashville. Okay, this is Drive Faster.
right. That's oh, Drive Faster. Song. God, I love that song. What, what's the best place for people to keep in touch with you and the Dirty Holiday? Um, at katiebarbato.com, uh, K-A-T-I-E-B-A-R-B-A-T-O.com. Uh, and on Facebook, um, at Katie Barbado Music, and on Twitter, Katie B Songs. And there's a couple Katie Barbados out there that have stolen the full Katie Barbados, you know? You need to, be, you oh, need to beat them down. So, Katie B Songs on Instagram as well. <laughs> okay, okay. You need, need a lawyer with a cease and desist. Yes. yes. <laughs> quickly, that out. quickly. Absolutely. I don't care if it's their name. Mike, make that happen. Yeah, exactly. Go to law school now. Make real that quick. happen, all right? Cut your head so we can get a real job. Um, What's the first record you ever bought? The first record I ever bought, ooh, gosh, it was Huey Lewis and the News. All right. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Which, which record? Which one? Um, gosh, I don't even remember the name of it. I can just see his face, I think, on the cover. It was like, uh, like okay. Hit to be yeah, Squared yeah. and all those songs uh, on it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I think the only one he really... And like the Back to the... You gotta get back... Sport. It was called Sport. Gotta Get Back in Time, like, also was a favorite song of mine. So. Yeah. Oh no, you and Lewis, good. good. Just, just <laughs> curious what you like there. Um, Very bluesy guy. Yeah. What do you think is your has been your biggest accomplishment as an artist musically? Um, I think at at this point it's just like my perseverance, like just to keep keep making music and playing shows and uh, recording and uh, just to keep going. Like I'm gonna be in a blues band when I'm 85 like that's you know like <laughs> nice. uh, my friend Danielle Moralia out of Boston we were talking about it. yeah we're gonna just be rocking like even at the local bar like playing music just I love music so much it soothes the soul and um yeah just keep playing music no matter what like no matter what stage or area you are in your life so well you know obviously I I'm gonna ask this next question but I I want to come back when you're 85 and ask it again. Yes. So with uh, you mentioned about playing all different shows and, and, and being involved in the music that you've been. What's, what's like the craziest thing that's ever happened to you when you've been playing a show? When I've been playing a show? Oh, yeah. it happened here recently. Oh, tell, tell. Please oh, tell. Please. Oh, um, there, and there's a video clip of it on my Facebook page. Mm. So if you guys are interested, you'll have to scroll back. Maybe I'll repost it. Um, it was we played our, our first show together here uh, with Dirty Holiday and it was my birthday uh-huh. and uh, it was a great night and we went on last and uh, after we after Dirty Holiday played we had this awesome set I love the new band we we're just like oh it was a great show and they were like playing encore everyone's cheering encore so we had we had rehearsed the songs we had so it, um, I, I decided to do a cover of Will You Still Love Me Tomorrow just by myself it's uh-huh. the end of the night so it's like one thirty in the morning and so I love that song so much and um I'm singing my heart out on Will You Still Love Me Tomorrow? And this guy is heckling me in the front of the audience. And he's just like, will you still love me? And like, come on, sing it, baby. And like, just swearing and yelling at me. <laughs> and finally, and like everyone else who was like dead quiet, except for this guy just blabbing away. And I could hear him talking about like, I talked to my mom the other day. Da, 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 da. And I was like, this guy's a freaking dickhead. <laughs> and in the middle of it, as I pause, I, I just got so pissed i was like shut up in the middle of my song and he continued to heckle me after that. i didn't miss a beat and then at the end i'm gonna break the censorship now oh, go, I for said, it, go for it 
I said, you wish no other girl will ever fucking sing to you like that in your fucking life, so go fuck yourself. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. There you go. I love that. That's great. Love that. That's great. That's great. Excuse my French. <laughs> no problem. Uh, well, <laughs> I want to thank you for this interview. Before we wrap everything up here, is there anything you want to say to your fans out there? Um, thank you so much. Please keep supporting independent music. Come out to the shows. Like, get off your laptops at home and come out to the shows bring your friends and come and have an experience and enjoy the art that's in your community whether it be music dance theater or local artists like support your local artists because it's it really will change your life and you might absolutely. even make some new friends Amen. or no absolutely be inspired so abandon social media have a social life yes come so. see the bands that's Shut awesome i love there you that go. <laughs> you see off uh, trademark unclaim ban yeah. sean gallagher okay here we go. Uh, <laughs> Katie, two. I want to thank you very thank much you for doing so this much. interview. <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank you so much. Everybody out there, this is Sean from Unclaimed Bands. And, and with me, Fritz. Fritz. Uh, tonight, our guest has been Katie Barbado. Um, tune in next time uh, for more great music from great artists like Katie. She's great. Thanks, you got to go check her out. Thank you, guys. <laughs>